Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Hopefully, I have the right mic hooked up. Rob and Luis, tell me. Do yes, I... it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Okay, I definitely had my webcam mic hooked up uh, for this at first, but oh, it's January 11th. We're here to review maybe the last ROH show ever. Might be our last ROH review ever, regardless, depending on what it looks like after this. Uh, lots of big moments to get to. And uh, if you're watching this live, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, let you know you lets us know you care about us. Let's you know, let's YouTube know the same thing. Uh, donate a super chat here on YouTube, or you can go to humperchats.com and leave one as well. This works for all shows. And if you want to leave one before the show goes on the air, that's a great way to do that. We've got the guy that keeps those in order. Over here, my, well, depending on what direction you're on, we got Luis. Luis, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I I very much enjoyed this show. I look forward to talking about it and talk about everything that went on. I'm looking forward to it as well. We got Rob Wilkins. You see him on a bunch of watch-alongs. He does retro reviews on Fightful Select. He does uh, a lot of our live coverage as well. Rob Wilkins, how you doing? I am good, man. It was a fun show. Um, hopefully, it is not the last Ring of Honor show, but I'm anxious to talk about it. Well, uh, we'll kick off, kick things off. Uh, we had a bunch of news on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe over there. You're going to get all kinds of exclusive news there. But, uh, man, ROH has truly changed the wrestling world. Like, I, I can't imagine what the, the work would uh, look like um, if not for Ring of Honor. Uh, and it's 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 one of those things where the first time I saw it, Rob, was a video clip that I think somebody on a message board just sent to me. They're like, Hey, you got to see this. Or I think they were like, Hey, have you, do you watch ring of honor? I said, I don't even really know what that is. And yeah. they sent me a video of Jack Evans doing a double moonsault off the top of a cage, which was categorically different than the other things I saw on ring of honor, which was map based wrestling that I had truly appreciated. I mentioned last night how I grew up and, and Taz motivated me to get an amateur wrestling. Uh, this Motivated me to get into catch wrestling uh, in a lot of ways. Like it was special. It was different. What got you into ROH, Rob? I used to be really big into the tape trading scene. Um, and um, so some, somebody that sells wrestling tapes helped start that promotion. And uh, it was pretty popular. And I started watching pretty much almost right away. Um, they had a lot of, a lot of talent that I've, I like because it was people I haven't seen before and they were doing just amazing stuff and their matches were always classics. And uh, I knew when uh, Brian Danielson went there, I, I uh, followed him for quite a while um, with his indie stuff. So I was, I was all over it. Luis, what, what first put ROH on your radar? Well, 
the fun, fun fact, the Ring of Honor was actually the thing that actually got me into wrestling. I, I, awesome. I'm not even joking on that because that because I actually caught it within. It was on YouTube. It was a bit. I think it was a match between Ken, Kenta and Daniel Bryan. And I, oh, well, Bryan get it done. That will <laughs> absolutely get it done for you. Um, well, let's let's jump right into final <laughs> battle. We got 11 matches to talk about. Obviously, we're going to spend more time on some than others. We had the righteous uh, Vincent Bateman and Dutch, and you have Vita Von Starr out there as well, defeating the Shane Taylor Promotions combination of Con Moses and O'Shea Edwards. Uh, you know, I have really loved Shane Taylor Promotions, uh, Soldiers of Savagery, but I, I didn't mind like really any title changes tonight because it's just letting somebody else have a little taste of that gold before whatever happens to it. Uh, Rob, I thought this was a really good way to start off the show. It was fast-paced, a lot of action, a, a smart way to kick off a, a show like this. Yeah, it, it was. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions is uh, is outstanding. So starting them off with your with your final show and you're trying to get viewers, you know that was that was a way to go. Uh, it it was a f- good match. I the uh, when Bateman uh, hit hit that. Uh, twisting that break, neck breaker and uh, yeah. Vincent got the pin with the orange sunshine. I was, I was just surprised. And uh, I, I thought STP um, would have won. Uh, we've got some super chats, humper chats coming in. Dan Janoff says, what a wonderful celebration for ROH. For everyone who collaborated from other companies to the matches, nights like this are why I love wrestling. We saw a lot of well wishes from, Hangman Page, Young Bucks, uh, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole, Eddie Edwards, Luis. Were, did any of them surprise you? Because once I, I mean, they all su- kind of surprised me a little bit. But once we saw one AEW talent do it, and it was clear that it was filmed backstage, I had the feeling that a lot of top AEW talent were going to do this. Yeah, I, I was surprised that they got Punk even through the video. But then, like like you previously mentioned, because of the AEW connection, the that didn't surprise me the fact that there was all these messages coming from AEW. Also, I like the fact that Eddie Edwards was also there. So that was nice. Yeah. He he was a, a big part of that ROH history too and I mean he is he's went from being a, an ROH guy to an Impact guy obviously and he's a, he's a loyalist there but uh it's it's great to great to see so many people willing to share that and they got some great pops doing that as well. Uh, there were a lot of talent that they would bring in on commentary, and we don't necessarily have to break down their commentary work, but you had Dak Draper, you had uh, Maria, you had Carrie Silken, you had Danhausen, which got a great reaction. I was also very happy to see that. We have Orlando Orego sending a super chat uh, who says ROH was the best or was here having the best pay-per-view from 2021. Uh, and then was like, hold our beer. This is an amazing pay-per-view top to bottom. It was a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, <laughs> James Edward Smith says, Sean, I'll never go to a website called humperchats.com. I thought this was a family show other than the Bluetooth ads. It's humpers in the fact uh, that we like camels. I mean, the camel is our logo in a lot of ways now. Well, they followed up that six-man tag with a six-woman tag. Uh, I Now, the layout of the show was kind of interesting to me because it went from six-man tag, six-woman tag, to ten-man tag. Uh, I thought that the Hex and Chelsea Green and the Allure and Miranda Alizé had a pretty decent match. Miranda Alizé is going to get a lot of looks. Chelsea Green had some really big spots. She told me in our interview, like when we, we talked to each other, it was very important for her to, uh, to work ROH at least one time. It was very, very important for her to do that. She got to do that. It looked like they were. She was about to park the Red Sea on that dive. I thought she was about to slap into the, the ring mat or the the mat and break her wrist again. I was fearful about that. My big complaint is the finish. Oh boy, that finish was bad. It's it was so bad. Um, Mandy Leon going over at the expense of everybody is as ROH as it gets because that that. That cries out the reason, not the reason, but an example of them needing three women's wrestling reboots. But in the finish, she was going for her pump handle driver. 
and Marty Bell's arm wasn't fed through, and you can hear her say, like see her say something, and then Marty Bell feeds her own arm through for the pump handle. Like we see it, reach down there, grab it. Don't wait for your opponent to to, to feed it through. Other than that, I thought it was great, but I thought the finish was really rough. How'd you feel, Luis? Yeah, that was not a big fan of the finish because unfortunately it felt a little too telegraphed. But and that's kind of like been been a thing. That was like the that's the thing that I get usually with Mandy Leon matches. But I don't, I don't mind her. She's pretty, she's very good at most of, most of the stuff that she does. But that was very telegraphed, and I didn't love that. Although I did, I adored the end of the uh, the ending angle of the match where everybody embraced for the hug. Yeah, and because. And because the Allure and the Hex are having like a feud, I love Addison K was like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's that kind of her personality. That's kind of her personality anyway. Also, one of the things I noticed, Rob, when they hugged, they all almost fell over. They, yeah. they were hugging each other and they all almost uh like slid over. What'd you think of this match? I I enjoyed I I did enjoy it, and I I agree with you about the ending. I thought that was weird. Um, I thought that was a definitely a weird ending. Um, and when Mandy got the pin and, and the, the hug, I, I, when I watched it, I thought somebody like maybe tripped and just pushed. I couldn't tell what exactly happened, but it was, it was good. It was, it was pretty good. And, and you're right. Uh, Mandy, um, getting the win. It, I guess it is what it is. You know, it, I was surprised. I, you know what? I wish I could say I was surprised. She's got a great look. She she's been there for a long time, but it's it's like man, I've I've watched this happen through so many different iterations of the women's division, which it it didn't to, to their credit, it didn't this most recent time. Uh, she lost to Quinn McKay. Uh, she lost to the Hex in the in the NWA tag title match. Uh, but I mean, she did beat Allison Kay and Trisha Dora in in a match, and I don't I don't know like. It never clicked for me in the ring with her, but um, it wasn't surprising for me because of that, because I've seen it happen all the time. Uh, BM Williams says, my first ROH pay-per-view was Final Battle 2011 because of Kevin Steen, and I was hooked. No pun intended. Tonight was bittersweet. It was very bittersweet. Bittersweet for me because over the over the past couple of years, uh, I've worked with ROH PR a lot and had a lot of really, really great interviews with talent. Among those include some guys I know to be really great dudes. Uh, the world-famous CB, who busted out his cheeseburger gear. Uh, LSG, who has been really great for that company. Sledge, who is an A-plus dude. Um, and the Bouncers, Brian Malonis and Beer City Bruiser, who I interviewed about a day before this news dropped. It's still sitting in the can. And I hit up Brian and Bruiser recently, and I said, Hey, guys, I'd love to run this on Fightful Select still. Uh, but I'd like us to film like an epilogue or a prologue because they had some glowing, wonderful things about to say about the way that ROH treated their talent uh, during the pandemic. And I don't think that should be lost in a lot of people, but it also felt a little weird after they were like, hey, by the way, we're firing everybody for me to run this interview as was without sort of an epilogue or prologue. We had this match. It was nuts, uh, specifically a spot where Sledge nearly died. <laughs> I don't know if he was supposed to just do a stage dive backwards or if his moonsault almost didn't rotate, but Rob, the man almost died. Yeah, it was. I actually, I'm looking at my notes and what you just said was exactly the same. I go, this match was absolutely nuts. Um, when he went over that rope or went over the top rope and landed, I was, I was just, did that just happen? Like, wow. Um, it was, it was, I, the match was just absolutely crazy. I got sent uh, crowd footage from it. And even the person filming it to show me, like they flinched when that happened. Yeah. It looked like WWE camera work. <laughs> Luis, when did you get into pro wrestling? About 06, 07, okay. when I was six years old. <laughs> okay. So I, okay. So I wasn't sure if like, if it was recent or anything like that, but um, three years ago, when we don't even know about AEW yet. If you were to be told, oh, in three years, by the way, Flip Gordon's going to be in the middle of a 10-man tag match on the pre-show of an ROH pay-per-view, it'd be kind of hard to believe that. Like, it seemed like 
oh, you know what? When his deal is going to go up, he'll probably head to AEW. Well, no, he said he's going to stay wherever Marty Skrull stays. Well, Marty Skrull ain't staying anywhere, buddy. Um, and here we are with Flip Gordon in the pre-show 10-man tag. That's, that's a shocking, I don't want to say fall from grace, but just wild how things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a it, little bit surprising with how Flip Gordon was over, although I did love the finish of this match. Like, oh my god, that that finish! It, it quite quite frankly, it is one of the gnarliest moves I've seen in a while. And I know, and they busted out like a, a bunch of times in Ring of, in Ring of Honor television, but that was outrageous. The they they, called they, they it went the, bananas the, during this yes. match. They went crazy during this match. Also, I I, lo- I love Flamita basically basically. <laughs> Doing that is one of my favorite spots. The fact that Flamita always drops from the turnbuckle, it just flicks up the crowd or flicks up the cameraman. That is, yeah, that is one of Vin- the best angles you can do. Like, then he I ended up Flamita. doing a big dive anyway. <laughs> yes. Like that, that is such a, a normal thing for him to do. Uh, as we move on to the pay per view portion of this, uh, Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace, and most importantly, our friends Allie and Emily for the ruckus got the shout out during this. Uh, Rob, how'd you feel about this match? You know, I I liked it from the beginning. They they shook hands, and uh, it it just went right there. Dra- Dragon Lee was getting some serious height, like with already just going over the top rope. You know, with this Tope uh, Tope Suicida, um, and then Ray Ray, he he hit. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when he went to do the uh, Topic on Hilo, he basically changed directions, mm-hmm. and I, I was trying to recall if I've seen somebody do it the way he did, and I just I thought it was great. And then uh, Dragon Lee hit a tremendous Spanish fly. I just absolutely loved this match. I, I really did, and uh, I think the win, I think the right guy won. Luis uh, Dragon Lee went over. I thought this was an outstanding way to kick off a pay per view. Yes, it was very outstanding. Dragon Lee doesn't usually do a lot of limb, limb work, but my God, he went to work on Ray Otis's back tonight. Like he did like five five backbreakers in a row. He, he he did he was doing a single leg crab. Like this is very unusual from him, and quite frankly, it was a good showing from him as well as Ray Otis. He's one of the most underrated luchadors to come out of Tijuana in the past ten years, probably. So the fact that he's getting to get his he's truly getting his flowers now in 2021 and i'm glad to see it i'm glad that he's finally shining Bless do we him. even know how old ray horace is like i don't even think that's on record some like i don't know if he happened to start like super young or if he's he's a little bit older but you mentioned the limb work you know i know a great way to do some limb work with bluechew.com and that code fightful <laughs> let me tell you buddy your limb will get to work when you use bluechew.com and the code fightful no waiting line at the pharmacy no doctor's visits it's because it's prescribed online it ships straight to your door you take their questionnaire if you're approved comes to you discreetly that way you can get that limb work done you can put in that mat work you can put in that that technical work leave the crowd satisfied if you know what i'm saying it's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, but it works on your schedule. Whether you're ready, you're not ready, opening match, main event, mid-card. You know what? Maybe you're tired of squash matches and going about a minute and a half. You want that main event title length. You don't have to worry about, about you know making your time there. Not with Blue Chew. And right now you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL at Check out. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. We love good limb work here at Fightful. Now, since we're talking about the pay-per-view, I want to discuss a couple of the things that frustrate me about ROH and have always frustrated me about ROH. They've got this crowd there. Um, based on WrestleTix numbers... They had sold like over a thousand tickets or something like that. They had distributed over a thousand tickets. Um, and you would never know. Okay, yeah. The the number of tickets distributed were one thousand 
396 as of this morning. That's as of this morning, which was 86%. That Hmm. building, the way they presented it, did not look 86% full. It looked like 50 or 60% full. They shoot this show so bad. So bad. Because they, they shoot the damn video screens and like, 30 people. You don't know if 30 people are there or 30,000 people are there. It drives me nuts. And then their ringside camera is focused to a side where you see just a wall of empty seats. And as I'm looking at the seat map, it is quite literally the only place in the building where there were empty seats. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, well, you know, if you you turn the camera around to the other side of the ring, you're going to see two rows. Well, you're, you're not going to see uh, a big wall of fans there either. Configure it to where you do. I I, th- I think this is ROH, one of ROH's biggest downfalls is their presentation sometimes, Luis. Like, I mean, you had to notice the empty seats. Everybody did. Yeah, they were very noticeable in the main event, especially when they were transitioning a lot during that side. You can tell that there were the empty seats around, around there. You can tell that there was the front two rows. And it was very frustrating because, because there was a whole entire other side that was full of people. So I don't know why they yeah. cut out, they cut into that angle so much. It was very bizarre. Yeah, and I, I think what they might have done, maybe that's why they had everybody go out in the main event. <laughs> to maybe that's, that's the only thing I could think of. I thought well, was... I, it was it was very reminiscent of the ECW thing with yeah. Taz and, and Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. I, I think it it was I think they would have done that regardless, but I think that's a good reason to do it as well. Yeah. Well, we also had uh by the way, uh, Luis, you you Horace is 37. I didn't think he was 37. Yep, he is 37. I'll be damned. TV title match. Oh, this made me so happy. Silas Young, who I like, he is one of the only people I'll interview in character. The short list is basically Dan Housen, Matt Hardy. Silas Young, and whatever it is that MJF does, sure, I'll go along with him being a jerk. Yeah, but Silas Young, the last real man, the feud with Dalton Castle was one of my favorites in ROH history. And uh, he fired up a cigarette in the middle of our interview a couple weeks ago, which uh, I, I popped for. But you got Dalton Castle in there as well. The boys are there. I, I wish they would have gotten the original boys. I don't know if they were around or they were maybe maybe I overlooked them. Joe Hendry was in there. I love talking to Joe Hendry. Uh, he's a very entertaining guy. But this was Rhett Titus's night, Rob, and I was yes. so happy it was Rhett Titus's night. I can't even remember that much about the match because I was just so over the moon about Rhett Titus, and I was over the moon that all of his group. All of the foundation came out there, including Jonathan Gresham, who had a big title match later. They all came out because for a while, their Twitter Twitter names were I am the foundation, all of them, because they were all a part of this unit, all a part of this group. And Rhett Titus is one of the truly nicest, most pure-hearted guys in wrestling, hardworking, never left, always there. When his tag team partner left and hit the bricks and went to Impact Wrestling, he stuck around, did that romantic touch gimmick. And then when Kenny King came back, he's like, yeah, no ill will, buddy. Let's come on. Let's rock this shit. They helped. They had one of the hottest tag team divisions, period, back then. But he never got his flowers as a singles guy. He got those flowers tonight. I was so happy for him. Rob, what'd you think of this one? I, I, I Again, I agree with you. When he won, I actually was... I was really, really happy. I was, I'm like, that is the right decision. And uh, Silas Young, you're right. He's, he's, he's damn good. And his character and the few that he had with Dalton Castle is one of the best ROH has had. Um, Joe Hendry looks stacked tonight. Uh, well, he always does, but he just looked, he looked awesome too. And uh, uh, Dak Draper, I, I actually like him a lot. And I wish, uh, I, I wish he would have had a match tonight. I think Dak Draper might get some looks at a few places just based on on like some potential, which he's, he's like 32. Yeah, but I mean, he he had gotten a look in, in WWE. He spent some time in NXT. Uh, Luis, how'd you feel about this match? 
Yeah, I was very happy about this match. <laughs> Red Side is, is was the only guy in that match to be an RO, a dojo graduate from the Ring of Honor dojo. And, I, and the fact that he finally got his flowers, it was awesome. It was awesome to see a guy that basically been there for like 15 years, since 05. He basically finally got given his his he reaped what he sowed, and he and I'm glad he's finally there. But also, I it... want to give. Go ahead, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I also want to shout out Joe Henry. Jesus Christ, this guy looked yoked tonight. He, yeah, he's he, he uh, <laughs> he's he got into amateur wrestling like late in his late in his career as well, and he was telling me once about how Chael Sonnen gave him promo advice. So. Uh, lots of cool crossover stuff to talk about there. Uh, you know ROH is ending because they mentioned RJ City on TV, and the only way that a company would be willing to do that is if they were going under. So um, that's a shame. Brian Johnson against Josh Woods for the pure title. So Brian Johnson is a guy that always gets it. Like, uh, he's been offered to me a few times in character for ROH, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to get yelled at for 20 minutes. I don't know what what kind of work we could do that we can't get articles out of it we could have an entertaining video but not any articles he he got the crowd with the promo uh but i you know i think the right person won this match luis i think josh woods is probably the the, the right guy to to hold this title but uh how do you feel about it yeah i really enjoyed this match and i really enjoyed the psychology that was going around like Brian Johnson automatically wasting his first two, first two rope breaks. That was and, and that's good. that's Josh Wood's strategy. He always uses up those those uh, rope yes. breaks quick on people. Yes, but he did it surprisingly quick, and it played up to the finish, and it was very rewarding. And also, this guy was let go from WWE in 2016. Yep, my God, what a monster he's become ever since. He he had that awesome tag team with Silas Young, but. Now, especially within this last leg of 2021, he's become a true a true machine of his own. And with the foundation, he's become even better. So I'm glad to see that he is becoming the wrestler he was supposed to be. Josh Woods has at, at, like evolved so much from whatever it is he was in 2016. Uh, he, he not even resembling the same guy anymore as far as in-ring style. What is, does the pure style do it for you, Rob? Personally, I love it. I think it's something different. I wish some indie companies would kind of adopt it and uh, like make that a thing that way. But I mean, there, I guess there's really no reason to. Well, there is a reason to pursue it, and I'll explain that later. But how do you like the pure style? Oh, I I, I love it. I really do. It was it was and it was a great match. I love the style. Um, one of my notes that I have here is Brian Johnson sounds like Jericho on AEW commentary um yes that, that's what he true. reminds me and josh woods is only 32 years old and i would love to see him like depending on what happens he is somebody that i would actually like to see get another shot at nxt he'd be good um, in nxt 2.0 yeah um but it was a very impressive match i uh the and granted it's a separate cup co separate company but the brass knuckles thing is starting to get old um yeah but it was it was a good match. It was solid. Um, so yeah, it was very enjoyable. Guys, reminder: get in your Humper Chats at humperchats.com. It is tied to uh, PayPal. So if you got a PayPal, you can support us a little bit, or send in your super chats uh, on YouTube. But also, please leave a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. And right after this, actually, I'm sure it's going on almost right now because Amanda Nunez is about to walk out to face Juliana Pena. We've got Fightful Fight Night for UFC 269. So as soon as I'm off here, I'll be heading over there. But before that, we're going to be talking about this badass Kenny King-Shane Taylor match. So years ago, I used to just request Shane Taylor all the time because his, his thing was, I'm not getting enough publicity. ROH isn't pushing me enough. And it was one of those characters that had truth rooted in it. I could tell he wanted promoted more. I could tell he wanted more media. So I'm in Toronto at Maple Leaf Garden. And ROH says, well, we can give you one interview ahead of the show because I wasn't going to be there for the show. Who do you want? We'll give you anybody you want. And I said, I wanted Shane Taylor. I wanted ROH TV champ Shane Taylor in front of some of the, the 
trophy cases at Maple Leaf Garden. Uh, I don't think he's ever forgotten that because anytime I've ever asked for an interview, he's been willing to do it since then. And this guy is so good. For for so long, people were pegging him as the Janetti of the Keith Lee-Shane Taylor tag team that never took off, if you could believe that that team didn't take off in ROH. Now, you got people fantasy booking them teaming up in AEW. Or Keith, there are people fantasy booking Keith Lee joining Shane Taylor Promotions, which I think is rad as hell. Shane Taylor is a workhorse. He works his ass off. I asked EC3 who had impressed him in, in uh, ROH, and he put over guys like Danhausen and uh, Shane Taylor, people who you wouldn't expect to be in the gym at 6 in the morning, being up and in the gym at 6 in the morning. Uh, Shane Taylor beat the Dickies' pants off of Kenny King. Uh, Rob Wilkins, there was a spot in which I thought that Kenny King was going to die, and it was that package pile driver on the ladder. It's so funny because you could tell they were frustrated because their spotters were late to spot them on the ladder. Yeah. And then as he drops down on the package pile driver, Rob, the ladder just slides out from underneath him, Rob. Yes. Oh. This that that whole match, it was uh I posted on Twitter after the match that both guys were in a body cast. I'm like, this is how they'll be tomorrow. Um they those two beat the living crap out of each other. And it it was just great, like from kendo sticks to yes, going onto the chairs. It the latter spot was kind of exactly. I agree. It was kind of weird, and it's because they had to wait. And uh, STP winning was good, and I I liked the ending a lot with those two like uh, basically hugging at the end because those two have beat the living crap out of each other for a long time. And uh, if this is it. That was a good way for them to go out. I think even though Kenny King is, uh, he's known as an RH guy. People people don't look at him and go, WWE tough enough anymore. They don't go, oh, Impact Wrestling BDC. They say he's an ROH guy. A, a lot of ROH diehards did not forget Luis that he left them high and dry. He just, he just left as a tag champ. So I think in this situation, Shane Taylor winning this match is an appropriate thing to do. And I think they stole the show for a lot of people, Luis, from an in-ring perspective. Yeah, this match was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I re- I really liked the f- and also this is part that I really adored as well from the fa- the fact that when Shane Taylor was putting in the ladders and he was building the the whole thing, I love that Kenny King was just waiting with the Kansas State. He was like, "Oh yeah, that looks nice. Now let me hit you with the back." I love that. That <laughs> <laughs> was all- like. A lot of times you just see wrestlers waiting like, okay, yeah, when are you going to finish to the spot? But no, he he went in, he waited, and then he hit him. That, that was awesome. And also, like, I love, I I adore Caprice Coleman's Oh My God chant from the commentary because that every time he does it, it's always a guaranteed pop. And I really adore that chant. And I hope you get to hear it soon again. Speaking of commentary, I want to give... Uh... I want to give Ian Riccoboni his flowers as well. He did the hard sell all night. He was he was on top of his game, and I spoke to him for a Fightful Select exclusive interview uh, this weekend, and he was very emotional, as was Bobby Cruz. And uh, I, I'll focus more on the main event when it's main event time, but Bobby Cruz was like, man, I've played it over in my head a bunch. He's like, I don't want to break. I don't want to get tearful during the main event. I want to be professional. But shout out to the person who, when Bobby Cruz... Uh, was doing the main event introductions, sent a streamer his way. I love that. A streamer went right over, like right over his microphone. And I thought that was a very nice, classy thing for somebody in the audience to do as well, to kind of show Bobby Cruz some respect because that guy puts in a ton of work. Uh, Ian Riccoboni puts in a ton of work. Ian Riccoboni passed up on a lot of very nice opportunities in order to stay with Ring of Honor. So uh, I'm I'm glad to see them getting love too. Uh, Show us some love, guys. Send us a super chat or a humper chat. Ali Cease for the ruckus is reporting live from the scene of final battle. Uh, the Cease twins actually sent us some really good information. We'll be talking about shortly. Roxy versus Willow. Boy, Willow was over with this crowd, but that crowd did not get what they wanted, at least during the match. Uh, we th- there, were, there were a couple sloppy spots here, but the crowd was so eager for these two to succeed, Luis, 
that I think it worked really, really well. We'll talk about the post-match after, but Roxy and Willow, how'd you feel? I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good match. It was gonna be always gonna be hard to follow the match between Kenny King and Shane Taylor, but they did an admirable job. Willow is a is a wrestler that you that if you put her as the face of the division, you would make a whole lot of money because she is that good. She so Bob, Bobby Cruz told me that if he had it his way, she would have signed with ROH. And it's, I mean, MLW is is like that that page has been turned for her. So to me, and people in MLW told me that they thought that she was signing somewhere. Bobby Cruz said to me a quote that I thought was telling. He said, if I had it my way, she'd be signing here instead of signing somewhere else. So that's two different companies, MLW and ROH, telling me they think that she's signing somewhere else. And as I look at Willow Nightingale, uh, she's 27. She's about to be 28 years old. You always hear WWE wants to go even younger than that. If AEW landed her, that is a hell of a signing, Luis. Yeah, that is an injection of life into the women's division, which is already stacked, but you add you add her into it and you basically elevate that division even more than what it already is. And quite frankly, she shined in this match as well. I love the fact that she had a counter for every move Roxy had at the beginning of the match. Like she's telegraphed everything. And also shout out to Rick Ian Riccaboni as well, who also mentioned that 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 Roxy already had tape with Ring of Honor. Like they already had footage over and she and they put over how Willow Willow basically studies the the tape and that put in an even bigger emphasis on how Will Willow showed up and hey, guy she was awesome. She was really awesome. Rob, uh Willow Nightingale was super over here. Roxy is so young. My God, Roxy is so young. Both of these women should be signed Okay, I don't know when Roxy's deal is up. I don't know if hers is at the end of December or hers is March 31st. But if if they're both up at the end of December, both should be signed. Come Well, okay, Willow's not signed because she was in MLW. Both women should be signed within like a month and a half. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, both are outstanding in what they do. Uh, Mike Mondo is the one that trained uh, Willow and Roxy's part of Booker T. and and they they learn like they're just badass they were they were awesome this match was like fantastic um and i think i can't help but think uh about how far willow has come since her neck surgery so it was a it was a great match and um something i said earlier too was uh i think uh casey from squirts uh would have like casey michaels would have loved this match he would have uh rip casey we miss him I'll tell you something else he would have loved. He uh, would have loved Deanna Perrazzo coming out here. FightfulSelect.com reported today that she was at the at the, the building. That doesn't mean anything. A lot of people are at the building today, but she appeared and she walked up to Roxy and she kind of telegraphed hard to kill. She was like, I'm going to beat Mickey James and then I want to come for your title. Winner take all. And it's not just impact. It's not just ROH. It's the AAA title, too. Um, so I've spoken to Deanna Perrazzo many times on camera about ROH's refusal for years to invest in the women's division, about how she would show them YouTube views and she would show them uh, like figures and numbers as compared to other things. And it just didn't happen. So she walked in there and she, I bet you believe, I bet you she believed that every word. She was like, you have something that should have been mine all along. Uh, and I'm stoked for this, Rob. This is a hell of a match. Yes. Like it was, I love that she showed up and I love that she challenged uh, Roxy. Mm -hmm. And I, once it's official, I'm all over it. I will, I, I'm excited. It's a, it's going to be a great match. I can already now, tell. Now, Luis, I said that this kind of telegraphed the result of Mickey and Deanna, but I see Joel Pearl in the chat, and I like this idea. He says, I could see Mickey countering and saying if she retains, it becomes a triple threat winner take all. I love that idea, Luis. 
yeah, that's definitely something I could see them go trying to hit the way, especially with with impact. It's especially because the reign of Mickey just started. It started basically at the end of October. So they're pretty sure they don't want to end that soon. But then again, how can you deny one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet the chance to shine? And quite frankly, that match is gonna rule. Oh well, my the, gosh. The, I mean, they're sorry to cut you off. There have been an awful lot of comparisons to Roxy and Diana because Diana started on TV so young in her career. Like her one of her first matches was on uh was on impact knockouts knockdown and now you have a 19 year old roxy who is in a championship position there are a lot of parallels between these two yeah and also it's going to be interesting because of the trip because that includes also the triple a title because you and fabia patch is still there and also taya valkyrie is now also going to be around in the mix so it's going to be interesting to see how that that also meshes down and how they handle that as well so excited for that. I, I like that even though there's a sense of finality to this show in a lot of ways, it set up an awful lot of things in a lot of different companies. And Roxy was all too excited to take that match. And Deanna Peraza looked like a star about like she always does. Willow Nightingale was super over. And then Roxy's got a big match, which I'm sure is probably at this point a dream match for her set up in the future as well. Uh, Ken Shiro says... Glad I'm one of the four people who will see Roxy and Impact, but man, I'm not into this winner-take-all thing. I am. I am because uh, I just don't know what the future is going to hold. I have no clue what the future is going to hold. Hopefully the future holds you all sending us some Humper Chats at HumperChats.com or some Super Chats here on YouTube. We had a big eight-man tag. We had EC3, Taylor Rush, Tracy Williams, and Eli Isom. And EC3 was sort of recruited into this because they were a man down against Violence Unlimited who also recruited Rocky Romero. Like <laughs> the joke, I, I always joke with Rocky and I'm like, man, I wish he would get a job. I wish he would do something. Now he's appeared for Impact, AEW, New Japan, AAA, uh, ML, uh, did I say MLW? I don't know if I did, but that one too. And now ROH, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Rocky's working everywhere, and his work is fantastic as well. This match was a love letter to ROH years past. They would do things like the Brain Busta that uh, El Generico did. They would do the Jerry Lynn-style pile driver. And I even made a joke that after uh, the cop killer got kicked out of, they paid tribute to all the times ROH didn't end a match when they should. When the crowd was ready, after a crazy pile driver, a crazy spot, and then somebody would kick out, yeah. and you would go, no, Trent Barada, why'd you just kick out a 732 pile drivers on the floor? Yeah. They paid homage to that as well. But eventually, Violence Unlimited and Rocky Romero get the win, and that's good. Brody King's going to get some offers, buddy. He's get He's going somewhere. I don't know where he's going somewhere, but this match was a ball. This was, this was fun. This was again, a love letter to ROH Luis. I really, I really enjoyed this match. Also, also I want also, this is bringing the question because now Rocky Romero is part of violence unlimited sort of, does that mean yeah. homicide is a part of chaos? So, well, I know that Sue is a part of violence unlimited. If Rocky's a part of violence unlimited, that's, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Rob, this match, I mean, they they very clearly tried to pack everybody on this card they could. And th to me, I was okay with it because this was a change of pace after that that women's singles match and the big moment that we had there as well. But then we went we went into like three matches with big post-match angles. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the match first off? Oh, the match was absolutely stupendous. It was just, it was fantastic. I, I loved everything like there's one part when uh ec3 caught tony deppin and then all of a sudden you see homicide come out of nowhere uh to take him out it felt like the the one thing about this match that i i made a joke about was it it seems like rick knox is is refereeing this match but that <laughs> that made sense with how they were how they were paying homage to everything and and i loved it i loved seeing samoa joe and or you know the moves and uh, it was it was great and all the callbacks and I even like have here when Eli kicked out of the cop cop killer that 
surprise surprise me, but I don't you're think right. he should it have. Just, I don't think he should yeah. have. Yeah, and it surprised me, but the match was good and um everything that happened after was good. Well, let's talk about what happened after. EC3 uh took to the mic and, and berated Eli. You had Brian Johnson come out and he started to yell and EC3 was like, this is a corporate company that screwed you, took your house, took your livelihood, took your life from you, possibly will take your family from you. We can take back the power. And we see Weston Blake, the former Wesley Blake. I, I don't know who the other hooded fellow was. I, I it, Name escapes me. I should know, and I apologize for not knowing. I'm so happy to see Weston Blake as a part of this, too, because he was such an untapped resource for a very, very long time. He is so much better in the ring than than anybody knows he's he's fantastic and i think that his appearance as reported by fightfulselect.com this afternoon was overshadowed but i want to make sure he gets his love because that guy has not had his big breakout yet because a lot of people haven't seen free the narrative and stuff like that but i'm very very happy for him but then braun Strowman shows up after ec3 says release the titan uh well the titan was released i know that impact tried to get him i know that there there have been some offers thrown his way luis but popping up in roh this was a gigantic commercial for free the narrative it seemed like luis yeah definitely felt like they were trying to promote the next big angle for ring of honor or for the next free the narrative which i don't know when it's going to be released i'm not sure when it's going to be out but it definitely felt like they were trying to build the narrative as part of the next big thing in ring of honor tv if they do come back which and also it is very odd to see braun Strowman in a ring of honor ring i did not i did not <laughs> think of that he looked humongous on on that ring as well so perspective I though i mean he, he was further behind because of how that camera set up but but Rob, I did I did not have Braun Strowman in Ring of Honor on my life bingo card at mm -hmm. ever. Ever. Mm -hmm. Even even though I know EC3's there and I know EC3 and him are good friends. Yeah, that that was something that was the last person I would have thought we'd see tonight. Uh well, he'd definitely been he would have been. Uh that surprised me and he just came in and um the only thing that was missing was the train in the background, I guess. Yeah, uh, that was. I'm I'm very excited to to see what what's going to go on with this. They they sort of abducted some people. I I mean, I like Braun an awful lot. I like EC3 an awful lot. I think they're creative guys. So, um, very very excited uh, to see what happens there. Um, I just got a Braun related message. Actually, that's interesting. Uh, Shot Kid Twenty Nine sends a super chat and says, "Don't know if it's been asked." But what do you guys see for Ian and Caprice? Frankly, they are the most underappreciated commentary work team working today. Boy, Caprice Coleman rules. Uh, so Ian gets thrown new partners all the time. And they always end up really good. Like ROH always seems to get really good commentary teams. Kevin Kelly, Steve Carino, Cole Cabana, Ian Riccoboni, Caprice Coleman. Jesus Christ, man. Like they have the best string of commentators. And Caprice Coleman is so good. He's so entertaining. Ian told me that his contract is up March 31st, but ROH is allowing him to do a tryout somewhere, uh, in which I should learn more about tomorrow. Do a tryout somewhere in January. Now, um, he said that he wants to come back to ROH if he can, because he has a day job that he likes, that he's very successful at. So I think he'll continue that. But if he gets an opportunity from whoever he has a tryout with, he'll probably end up going there. Uh, Luis, who do you see? Where do you see Caprice going? I mean, AEW can use another commentator in their rotation. So I can definitely see them trying to make a launch, kind of state, uh, a launch attempt for Caprice Coleman. And quite frankly, you would win because Caprice Coleman is one of the best color commentators all around, and he is outstanding. So definitely would love to see him on within Gates for you. Uh Rob, uh anywhere you see these two going? That's the thing. Like I could see him go any like I could see them go anywhere. I I think Ian would fit in any company. Um the, the like AEW, I could see him doing some side or some work with the WWE to an extent. 
Um, he's just so good and Caprice's as well. I would, I'm anxious to see what they do next. Um, because they're, they're both so good. And, uh, I just hope they, I hope they do get something. And it sounds like they probably will. I think I see somebody saying AWS 50 commentators. They don't need more. Taz is a manager quite a bit. Um, Jim Ross is, you know, he's got health issues and, not getting any younger there. Uh, Tony Schiavone is 64 as well. Like, so, I mean, he still sounds great is doing great, but there's nothing wrong with having somebody next. Yeah. Uh, Rob grass says I knew Braun was going to be there beforehand. Cool. Cool. Wish you would have told me that would have been cool for me. If you would have told me and I, I found out who that other guy was, uh, with Wesley. Who was that? Merton Woolard. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dan V 900 says, thought it was a very good show, but EC three promo and angle was eight minutes. That was completely wasted. It didn't allow a full Gresham celebration. I do think that could have been shorter. They could have cut that a bit shorter. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Rob Reed says, if you would have told me during WrestleMania that during bronze, got awful storyline with Shane, that he'd be in ring of honor. I would have laughed in your face. Well, maybe not. Maybe that would have been an indication <laughs> if anything. Uh, T. Daniel Barber says, I think the show did a good job honoring their past and busting open the forbidden door. Wrestling between now and April would be fun. It's funny. I dropped an interview with Deanna Peraza this weekend, not even realizing she was going to be at ROH final battle. And I had asked her, were you disappointed that women didn't go through that forbidden door more often? She said, yeah, but you can't, you can't like dwell on it, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, I'm glad that uh, this happened. I'm glad that this did happen. Well, I'm glad that the Briscoes versus OGK happened. I think a lot of Mike Bennett personally. Matt Taven was given the proper Matt Taven send-off. Matt Taven was a guy that a lot of people accused ROH of over-pushing. Well, then when you look back at MSG, it was probably the right decision to have him win the title and not Marty Skrull, looking back on it. Um, this match was brutal. It was vicious. It was physical. It was fast-paced. They went through J-drillers and froggy bows and a bunch of crazy-ass doomsday devices to put uh, Matt Taven away before they did. The Briscoes get the win. The Briscoes have to close ROH as the champions, Rob. They have to. Yes, and I, I would, the way that match ended, I, I, it was a perfect ending for the match. I loved it. Um, and... It, they, they, you're right. They they had to be the guys to ha- hold those belts because if they come back, I know they'll go back. You know that's how much they, how long they've been with ROH. So, um, it it was perfect, and I enjoyed the the stuff that happened after too. Luis, let's talk about the match. What did you think here? Yeah, man. this felt like a, like the classic Ring of Honor tag team match, like where there was a bunch of near falls, but. In a bunch of, quite frankly, ridiculous spots that were just awesome. Like, of, of course, there was the outrageous Doomsday device outside the ring from from the OGK onto, I think it was Mark Briscoe. I saw that. I was like, how? How are you able to do this? <laughs> and especially outside the ring. Also, that was, I really like that they put they basically put over Matt Saban a lot in the fact that he was the one that kicked out a lot of the, the J Driller, and quite frankly, this match was really awesome. I really enjoyed the way the way this match built and built and built. And quite frankly, I adored Matt Taven saying, "You're gonna have to kill me to take these titles away from me." And, and they did. Just, <laughs> they did. They did. Sorry, I got wide-eyed, guys. Uh, the women's MMA goat Amanda Nunes just got beat, which is shocking. Shocking. What? Unreal. She got cracked and then submitted. I did not see that coming. She was a minus 1,000 favorite. She will get an immediate rematch uh, for that title for sure. I mean, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to hop over on that watch along right after this. But, well, what happened after the show? Oscar Rosales says, I was just at the show and FTR gave me goosebumps. It was amazing. The Briscoes said, bring on any team in the world. Lights go off, lights go on, FTR are in the building, and they fight. And uh, Rob, this is what this is what we came to see. This is what we want. This is the match. No matter what, 
I, I gotta see it. I gotta see FTR and the Briscoes. And the way I said it last night was, what if the, if they go to WWE? Cool, cool. I get to watch Usos versus Briscoes. If they go to AEW or elsewhere, cool. I get to watch FTR and Briscoes. This was an incredible surprise, Rob. Yes, I loved it. It was the, those lights came off and went off, and I was like, please, please, be FTR. And uh, those lights came on, and I was a, I was a happy boy. Um, and then those two went at it, or those two teams went at it. And I started thinking, when will they go at it? I'm like, when will they do this? Because it's not going to be like this Wednesday. So I'm I'm pumped up for it. Uh, I don't know when it'll be, but just give it to me. You know, just those, it's going to main event. It has to main event, in my opinion. And just that's one of the dream matches for me, to, just like you. I, I, I love FTR and... This match is just going to, in your words, hump. I can't wait for this. This is this is a dream match. This is an honest-to-God dream match. And Briscoe's fit in in any company, any company. Uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says, What's up, Senor Sap? This event was bittersweet. Definitely the end of an era, but I know things can only go up for the talent from here. Uh, well, I don't know. For some of them, it'll go up. There's a lot of them that probably won't have work in national companies. There are some that will get very, very nice offers. Ones that they had no idea that they could get and it'll work out really well. Sam Baboon says, Hey, Sean, how will the Briscoes or will the Briscoes go to AEW to sign with them to have AEW or have FTR and every tag team in AEW? I think they're going to head to AEW. I think it makes a lot of sense. They were there a couple weeks ago. I think to AEW makes a lot of sense, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, that's what I'm expecting. Well, I was also expecting Jonathan Gresham to win tonight, but so in the months leading up to this, I had this just sneaking feeling Bandito wasn't going to be here, wasn't going to drop a title, wasn't going to do anything. Now, you couldn't have possibly predicted COVID. I just had a feeling Bandito wasn't going to drop that title one way or another. Now, COVID is what prevented it. I just felt like it, like it wasn't going to go down that way. So, early in the night, ROH did a brilliant thing. They announced that the main event between Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal would be for the ROH World Championship, and it would be the old design, the original design. Jonathan Gresham has told me how much this means to him, how much ROH means to him, how he wants to stay loyal to ROH as well. He wins this match, which was very clearly adjusted for time because they got the hell off the air at 10.59 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Ricardo says, this is my first time seeing Jonathan Gresham. This guy rules. In my opinion, he is the best in-ring wrestler. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in the world you guys need you need to go to youtube.com slash fightful distraction and check out his his uh feature video he did with jeremy lambert where they watch and break down some wrestling it is fantastic rob i am so happy that jonathan gresham got his moment he deserved more of a moment though they should have timed this show out a lot better but yes. i'm glad he got his moment oh yeah yeah i was i was pumped i was so happy um i was watching the time the 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 whole time as well like what this has got to go and 
it was a it was a good match. The the right guy obviously won, um, and the depending on what he does, and I know he's going to be loyal. Um, maybe he'll do like a match here or there. Um, and if if possible, please, please, please give me Brian Danielson and him just a one off or something, please. Um, <laughs> I gotta have it. I gotta yeah. have it. And yeah, it was it was a it was great, and it was a good show. Orlando says my only issue I had was the pay per view ending so quickly. Gresham didn't have a moment to celebrate with the roster and fans. He needed thirty more minutes. Well, Jordan Grace came in there. His wife, Baron Black, his his best friend, who's running Terminus with him. We did a great interview together, um, uh, with with all three of them or all three of us, uh, which included Jonathan Gresham not being able to figure out his phone, which was hilarious. But yeah, we needed more. Now, I got a, a bit of a report from Allie and Emily, but in, in the meantime, uh, Luis, what did you think of the match? This match could have been a little bit longer. I definitely felt that they, especially with the capabilities, because we, we've seen how Gresham and Lito can go in the ring because they've done it already in TV, so we knew the, how, this could, how good this match would be. That being said, this match did have a lot of good stuff. Like I, I love that Jonathan Gresham was working on Delito's arm. Not only, not just working, he was manipulating, destroying that arm throughout the entire match, and it was the, the narrative throughout the entire thing. And at the same time, I really liked the fact that he was also selling a lot of his back because he got he got hit for a little yes. bit, and and he was selling throughout the whole thing. A lot of his offense was limited because of his damage back, and I really enjoyed that. Also, I I really liked the transition from the chicken wing into the cutter. From Jay Lethal, that was also pretty good. But yes, this is Gresham's time. He's we're living in Gresham's generation era, and we are all gonna rejoice now. Yeah, he's he's such a fantastic in-ring worker, he's such a fantastic business mind, he is truly brilliant. Now, after after the uh the show, he gave a speech and he he thanked Jay Lethal. He said anything's possible, he's gonna keep the promise to Bandito that anything is possible. And says that as of tonight, the championship has been purified and he will not allow the company to abandon them again. He said the company was forced to care about pure wrestlers and they didn't care about them until the pandemic hit. And that will not happen again. I hope they allow Jonathan Gresham to defend this on like Terminus and a lot of stuff up there, uh, or a lot of stuff like that. Uh, Ian Riccoboni's YouTube channel has the Gresham post-match speech. You guys should check that out as well. Uh, Sheldon says, is Gresham or Bandito the ROH world champion? I mean, they, they announced him, they announced Gresham as the world champion. According to Wikipedia, it is still Bandito. So it's, it's, I guess we'll find out, but maybe we won't find out. Maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be like lost where like 3 years 3 years after its completion people are still saying what does this mean what what happened here uh shotkid29 says if gresham goes to AEW i could see a revamped version of the foundation between lethal and the young talent like moriarty and garcia possibly i think that jonathan gresham can stand on his own without jay lethal now and he doesn't need that sam paboon says SRS, will the Briscoes go to AEW to sign with AEW? Uh, and, and oh, we, we just read this. Yes, I think they're going to go to AEW. Uh, but Sam, thank you for sending this again. I That's what I believe. I think they're going to go there. And Ronald Hollick finishes us off and says, Battle of the Belts for the ROH Tag Team Championship, FTR versus Briscoes, please. Well, gosh, if they would have put the, the AEW titles on FTR last night, that would have made a lot more sense. But, um, guys, I know we kind of sped through this. There's a lot to get to. We're going to talk about more of the happenings at length. We're going to have more on FightfulSelect.com, more exclusive news on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. That's our lifeblood. That's how you can best support us. Well, Rob Wilkins, uh, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Rob Wilkins. And then every Tuesday and Wednesdays, I cover NXT on Tuesday nights and Wednesdays, AEW Dynamite on Fightful, along with AEW Rampage on Fightful.com. Luis, tell the people where they can find you. You do a lot of the great moderating work for us. If you've noticed that I've been able to pay attention to shows a little bit better over the last few months, it's because Luis is uh, collecting those super chats and humper chats for us. 
yes, you can you can also you can find me over here on Twitter. Get it wrong because you can find me over here on Twitter at matthewisfully.com. <laughs> it always happens. But yes, you can fi- also find me on Fightful doing bylines, and you can also find me occasionally on Daily DDT doing fi- doing articles as well. So check out everything there, and also always send in your hopper chats and your super chats, and I'll make sure they get read on air. Guys, if, if you're live right now, I am heading over to the Fightful Fight Night watch along. Oliveira Poirier. We've already seen one huge upset. Come join me, guys. Until I'll be next there time. Too. Yeah, until next time, uh, you can find Pro Wrestling Podcast at the bar. We're out. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.